to Return to Oz Minute. We're the podcast that analyzes the 1985 classic Return to Oz one minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Mike Carlucci. And we're joined once again by Megan Coleman. Hey guys! Hey! You made it! You've returned to Return to Oz! Woot! (laughs) Uh, Thanks for coming back uh, to talk with us today about Minute 85. Helps if I'm on the right thing again. Uh, eight, eight, oh. 84. Four, I was going to say, are you sure? It happens. Gonna, uh, you know what? I'm just going to keep going. Just going to keep going. Just keep going. Uh, I was going to talk about what a great year 84 was, but never mind. <laughs> no, 84. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's a good time. Uh, minute 84. <laughs> Starts with TikTok explaining his plan to Dorothy while she pretends to wind him up. And it ends with TikTok about to make his final guess. It's kind of a cliffhanger end to the minute. Definitely. Um, so yeah, this is the minute where we learn that TikTok just pretended to wind down so that Dorothy could be in the palace when he makes his final guess and watch what he changes into, which will help her guess. So TikTok's a genius. Yes. <laughs> so, a, a couple interesting notes from the script on this uh, mm-hmm. this moment. This plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it, interestingly enough, after, despite uh, all the different changes in the script versus versus the movie, we do end up with the cut to Oz being on the next page. So, it still did line up to be. <laughs> Uh, in, nice. in the minute-by-minute minute world, even with the extra scenes and the missing scenes, it still somehow wound up that Oz was, or whatever he says, <laughs> uh, ends up on the next scene. We don't know. Next scene. But in the, in the script, uh, he stands near a small yellow vase. And we know in the movie it's a cup, a silver cup. Which, I guess, doesn't make a huge difference. But it's sort of, it's interesting that they picked an item and then, like, they, they named a specific item in the script. And then, I guess, of all the things, they just couldn't find one in this collection. <laughs> <laughs> or the scene, they had already said action and they were like, oh, never mind. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I'd give a little shout out to the voice of TikTok because, you know, we've been talking about Tim Rose and Michael Sundin a lot because of all the work that they put into this character. And I don't think that I've mentioned that he was voiced by Sean Barrett, uh, who was in The Dark Crystal because everyone apparently crosses over. Um, he's got 108 actor credits, which is pretty impressive and is still doing voices, although most of these are video games that are more recent. So not as much information, obviously, on, as on the other two, but just wanted to make sure he got his due because, you know, anyone that was involved in the creation of this movie, I think deserves a shout out. <laughs> now shall I ruin all this TikTok love by explaining that this is not at all what happens in the book? <laughs> so what happens in the book? Um, so I have the graphic novel version of Ozma of Oz, which is what <laughs> features the Gnome King and the Palace of Objects and all that stuff. Um, in that, Belina is 
in the throne room. She's found a nice little place to curl up and take a nap where she's hiding. And uh, everyone else gets sent off to sleep because apparently before they do their guesses, there's a time change. Uh, she overhears one of the gnomes telling the gnome king, you're a fool to waste so much time with these people. Uh, how dare you call me through? Why didn't you enchant them all at once instead of allowing them to play this guessing game? The gnome king insists it's more fun this way. But suppose some of them happen to guess aright. There's no chance. How could they know that the queen of Ev and her family, who we're trying to rescue in the book, are the only ornaments of a royal purple color? Gnome says, oh. and it's still more foolish of you to transform all those people from Oz into green ornaments. He says, I did that because they came from the Emerald City, and I had no green ornaments in my collection until now. I think they'll look quite pretty, don't you? Meanwhile, there is a great picture of Belina's face as she's listening to this conversation, and she is not having any of it. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, everyone's making their guesses. No one's having any luck, and they say, well, we're all done guessing. And Belina says, excuse me, it's my turn now. And she goes in there and just, like, goes to town and is like, I know what you are, I know what you are. Bring in all the people to life. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's basically color coding. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few different things, and that's why as we look through this room, I'm kind of, I can't help noticing all the green objects because, you know, like I said in the book, that's how you knew they were from Oz. But he also mentions, you know, okay, royalty would be purple color. And, like, I was obsessed with that blue color. And I'm like, maybe they mean different things. Like, how many how many different lands are there to pull people from and turn them into different colors? Yeah, and we, we do get a little bit of uh, the Gnome King's discussion that he has with the, with the gnome in the book. We do get some of that with Mombi, that it's more fun this mm-hmm. way. A little bit but that's it, it would have been nice to have that extended version even if it wasn't with Belina because you know, they were rearranged and <laughs> that would be uh, complicated <laughs> but like that that side of the gnome king is what makes him such an interesting villain is that he is he's kind of kind of like some of uh he's kind of like uh what, what was the guy on Buffy uh the mayor the gnome king sort of sees himself and, and there's another, oh, I'm drawing another parallel as I'm saying this. They're both trying to transform into something else using, you know, magical means and a, a big finale. And both of them see this as more of a, more, they, they see their conquest as more of a game. Like, the, they've figured out all the pieces. They've taken their time. They have a perfect plan. And now they're just executing it. And there's nothing that can go wrong. They've foreseen it. Spoilers for Buffy. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just spoiled some of Buffy. It's it's okay. If you don't see at least some of that coming, then whatever, we can't help you. <laughs> it's not like they uh, try and hide it as soon as that character is introduced that he's going to have some bigger role to play. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, in the graphic novel, I know because of Belina's eavesdropping. Um, and then we get to the controversial... So... I'm realizing now that I didn't look into how TikTok worked during filming because if it's literally just the costume propped up there, Furzabalka's doing a great job acting across from a hunk of metal. Like, do you think Mike Sundin's in there right now? 
I guess I just assumed somebody was in there, but I mean, they put someone in R2-D2, right? So. <laughs> yeah. And there definitely is someone who's in there, like, when he's moving around, but I was just like, well, he's just standing there. Like, I, I don't know. Oh, I was going to say, did they have somebody, yeah, like, did they have somebody, off, like, on the, you know, just out of camera view, like, saying his lines? Or, because you couldn't say that through the metal too well and have it pick up, I would think. Yeah, it's a different person voicing it. Um, yeah, don't they usually, they have someone say it on set and then they dub it over with the actual voice actor? Maybe? This, this is <laughs> when I wish, uh... We were one of those podcasts with someone who, like, actually works in movies. Who's like, oh, yeah, here's how they do it. Um. <laughs> no, I, I think they usually have someone doing that. Otherwise, yeah. Dorothy would be, she would have gone through a lot of this movie just talking to herself. Which would yeah. be a creepy way to film <laughs> for a child. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll yeah, dub in all the other characters. <laughs> Once we, no. We'll do that in post. <laughs> You already have to wear the same outfit for months on end, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, now man. you have to talk to yourself as well. <laughs> yeah. And she wasn't a fan of that, or at least not. Um, One of the pieces of trivia we found was that the shoes she's supposed to be wearing are so uncomfortable that basically, unless you see her shoes on film, she's not wearing them. <laughs> that lasted about like one day of filming. And it was like, you know what? Peace yeah, out. Just, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, they must, if for nothing other than, like, timing purposes, they, I'm sure they just have someone saying the lines, but she's doing a really good job, even with that. I mean, I, I had mentioned, like, it's not just that this is her first, you know, starring for Is a Bulk. This is her first real movie. <laughs> she's, like, one credit before this? It's crazy. And how, do we know how old she was? Uh, Roughly? Th- 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 roughly 11 okay i can't remember if the like because we know how we were able to work out how old she was when the movie came out okay so you figure and i can't remember if she was 11 when it came out or 12 when it came out so we're like oh she's 11 during filming or something you know she was born in 1974 so she would have if they filmed this in 84 she would have been 10 10 oh yeah okay okay yeah that's right she was 11 when it was released she was born May 21st, 1974. So, yeah, she was probably probably a solid 10. Yeah. So close to the Star Wars day. <laughs> Which, thanks to Star Warped, I will never forget. 052577. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone's playing that video game anymore and needs the code, but that's okay. <laughs> um, uh, TikTok is also... Doing some great acting in this scene. TikTok cries green goo. Yeah, where did that green goo come from, by the way? I was, like, not expecting that at all. He's, like, he's, he, I mean, he talks about how he doesn't have life, right? And he's very proud of that fact. Mm -hmm. And then he's, like, crying. And that doesn't strike me. It strikes me more as something that somebody who has, like, a soul or is more alive would do than, like, a mechanical robot setting it being, not setting it, but, you know, a hunk of metal. Yeah. When he comes down to it, right? <laughs> yeah. I just find it weird because I I completely understand that he can feel sad. And the fact that the when he starts crying is when he says he can't guess correctly. He's like, I, I can't. You know, like, he is facing his limitations in this scene. 
It's actually very philosophical and deep if you think about it. And so I understand that. But yeah, that's a little weird. I mean, I mean, basically that green goo comes from the plot. (laughs) So, I mean, when it comes down to why that happens, that's why that happens. (laughs) But it is kind of funny to try and analyze it and be like, well, is that oil? Yeah, like, I was like, is that oil? And it's this part of his plan to sort of make it look like, you know, because he says he has this plan, it'll turn into the thing. And is it just part of that plan to, um, you know, to sort of trick the king into, or, you oh. know, into thinking that maybe, like, he doesn't have a plan. And, you know, I don't know I if the king's, even, I don't know if the king's even really paying attention to what's going on in that room, <laughs> to be honest. But, you know, in the off chance that he was, you know, between the fake winding up and then him crying. Like oh. poor, t- poor TikTok, right? I didn't think of that. Like, I he'll just be an object as... soon, and then Dorothy will follow, and, you know, the king will think yeah. all is grand in the world, and... <laughs> no. I, I always read it as TikTok has finally come up against something he can't fight, basically, if that makes sense. Like, anytime... He can't solve he has it. failed before... Yeah, yeah. Anytime he's failed before, it's just been like, oh, a, a gear wound down. Well, we can fix that in the, in the, you know, it, mm-hmm. this is the first time it's really been like, I, oh, I can't do this with, with all the work that went into me, with all the planning that went into me, I cannot figure out which object to guess and say awesome. Um, but I kind of like the idea, especially since I, it's very clear that, yeah, the king and his rocks are not paying attention. <laughs> They're not paying attention, but... <laughs> I like the idea especially, that Especially when Moby shows it. up, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mike, did you ever, like, have a different reading of it? So so I always thought it was it was oil, which okay. makes some sense. The script, the script says, calls it a drop of oil. I don't know why there'd be oil coming out of his eye. I mean, that... <laughs> that's yeah, definitely right. the because the plot says so yeah. uh, it seems like an odd place for him to spring an oil leak uh, suddenly if, he's upset yeah right <laughs> but so so with the with the timing of seeing the movie and watching uh you know watching captain picard defend data in the measure of a man <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got got some proof here. So, why like TikTok? TikTok says he isn't alive, but we and and he TikTok proves this himself by saying he wasn't turned to stone because that and and therefore he's not alive. So TikTok's telling himself that, but he doesn't throw himself in the deadly desert, which he could have. Mm-hmm. You know, and TikTok's smart enough; he could have volunteered that, but he didn't test it there. But he did, still does get turned into an ornament. Why would he get turned into an ornament if he wasn't alive? Like oh. the gnome king, and the gnome king gains more humanity when TikTok is transformed. Otherwise, Something I never picked up on as a kid. The gnome. <laughs> otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. And the the script actually helps me out here, you know, because Picard said, you know, if he had uh, consciousness, self awareness, and and something else with having a data having a soul. But he said it in a more dramatic way. Uh, but the, the script calls this a silent moment full of emotion passes between them. If TikTok is not alive, what is life? Which, Ooh. for this Disney movie that gets no recognition 
Like, that's a powerful line that's unfortunately just mm-hmm. notes in the script. But if TikTok yeah. isn't alive, then what is life? That feels like something the screenwriter really wanted to get in, but just couldn't figure out how to make it work in dialogue. Yeah. Well, because Dorothy can't say that line. It wouldn't make any sense coming from her at, at this point in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok can't say it because he doesn't believe he's alive. I guess the gnome king could yeah. say could say it. Well, no, actually, the only way you could do it would screw everything else up because if TikTok had gone before Jack, oh, Jack couldn't. Maybe he could have said exactly that, but Jack could have said something that is that idea. Yeah, Jack could have said something like, "Well, wait, how can he?" You know, like could have proposed this quandary that we have found ourselves debating. But you need Jack to go first to clear the way for TikTok's plan. Yeah, no, Jack Jack could have come up with it in that sort of, in his scarecrow-like nature, he could have yeah. stumbled upon a grand idea and expressed it in a way only Jack can. <laughs> I suppose the gump could have said something sarcastic, but it wouldn't have had the same effect. No. The, the gump has many qualities, but posing deep philosophical thoughts is usually only by accident. <laughs> he doesn't mean to do that. No. He says things that he thinks are totally normal that drive us insane. Okay. Yeah, he is kind of a weird character. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> so in the 3D treatment where you can walk around and explore the all, all the objects, uh, Patrick Stewart will do some narration and he'll he'll add in that line. We'll just drop that in. Post there we go. post production. He can definitely do it. Also, in second 32, another detail mm-hmm. I never noticed, the buttons that run across TikTok's chest say Oz, O-Z. Second 32. Oh. Like, Aww. They spared no expense on this movie in, in the details. <laughs> okay, Hammond. <laughs> that is so cool. I never noticed that before either. It makes perfect sense, though. He's the army. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad we transitioned out of that before I could say something inappropriate about Tasha Yar. Okay, anyway, <laughs> um, Dorothy wipes away the air quotes tears with, I assume that's supposed to be a handkerchief, but it really does just look like a Kleenex, right? Um, Like that legit looks like someone handed her Yeah, it kind of does, not you say that. It kind of does. <laughs> like that's just... I'm, I'm sure 1899 Dorothy Gale of Kansas is supposed to have a cotton handkerchief, but that is not what I'm getting from what she's holding. Well, and we know that uh, from earlier in the movie, if she had a cotton handkerchief, she wouldn't have needed to use Belina to wipe her tears. I already debunked that. Her <laughs> hands were full. She couldn't get to it. <laughs> Actually, at, at second 40... The transparency yeah. of the Kleenex makes it look more like she's just wiping him down with a dryer sheet. <laughs> TikTok will be nice and fluffy. Oh, <laughs> smell good. <laughs> hmm. Oh, man. That is great. That's even better than mine. <laughs> yes, I, I did have a note that I realized this, this Kleenex is very controversial because earlier in the movie, Dorothy did wipe her tears onto Belina, but her hands were full. She was already holding the chicken. I maintain that the fact that she has had this on her the whole time does not 
completely derail her character. (laughs) This is a really emotional minute, though. (laughs) I don't like TikTok being sad. It's still not as bad, though. I... I had a harder time with the, when they were in the cave being sent in one at a time. That was the whole, like, the home front scenes that, you know what I mean? Like, well, actually, no, Megan, you've watched them, um, even though they were earlier than your minutes. Yeah. When, like, the Gump is going in, and then Jack is going in, and they're all like, you know, maybe he'll do okay. Yeah, she's like, it will be... Just do your best, maybe. <laughs> yeah, those are the rough ones for me. Where it's like, oh god, if someone hands a child a sword, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> but this seems more tender in a way. Like when she's when they when the other folks go off before her, mm-hmm. it's almost like anxious. You know what I mean? Because you don't know what's going to quite happen. Yeah, I mean, not that you know exactly what TikTok's going to turn into, but I don't know. It just seems it's, more tender to me. That's true. This is TikTok is laying down his life for Dorothy. That's true. I yeah. mean, he, he would, with all the arguments of TikTok's aliveness. This is true. TikTok is is His throwing existence himself is, yes. in front of the bullet for Dorothy. Downer. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I can't I mean, any time like, she's I don't know what else to say. <laughs> anytime she's like reaching her hand out to like touch his face and then she's like hugging him and then she kind of looks at his face and like kind of hugs him again, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it pulls at your heartstrings a little bit. Yeah. She's doing, doing so good making us love what essentially is a big hunk of metal. It's our hunk of metal. <laughs> If you want a slightly lighter note to end on. Ooh. Yes, please. <laughs> so when we were talking about the easel, I thought, oh, well, maybe I know, you know, maybe I can figure out a film thing. And I, I thought in my head, maybe the easel was there because it was the end of the set. And, you know, so they stuck the easel there because that way it gave it a little more, you know, meat before you got to the end. But in second 56, the easel is there and it's clear that there's another wall behind it. That's <laughs> yeah, know, there's another wall behind oh, it. Oh, yeah. So I got nothing. They, <laughs> they had it one more big tray. <laughs> and they had an easel. They had no more tables. Yep. They had no more <laughs> paintings, apparently. They were probably I mean, still in really Mombies. I really do think that's all it was. I think they just. Cause you, can you imagine the day that was setting up this set? Of bringing all this stuff in and just arranging it in various, like, I can totally see after, like, four hours of arranging knickknacks in this room, you would put a tray on an easel, too, and be like, I'm done now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah whatever, it looks good. decorated, it's lunchtime. <laughs> Without it right there, there would be a huge hole right here in this scene. So they... Yeah, because it's bouncing the, uh, the, it may not be an urn, but the <laughs> urn on the table. So that there's something kind of that shape on either side of TikTok. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very important. <laughs> uh, well, I don't have to bug us asking uh, for suggestions for a name because I definitely already have the name of this. Thank you, Data. Um... <laughs> Uh, but I, I am also out of notes for this minute, so if you guys are good, I'm all set to wrap up. Uh, I'm good. Uh, there's one Unless more note from like... the script. Ooh, all right. Uh, Dorothy wipes it, the oil, away gently with the ribbon of her dress. <gasps> there is no dryer sheet. <laughs> Maybe it was just a linen hanky. They're kind of see-through-ish. 
says the sewer. But... <laughs> but it's not the ribbon of her dress. It's not so the ribbon of her dress. didn't have one. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Only we care about, like, Dorothy's crying preparedness. <laughs> I don't know what the word is for that. Um, and also... Okay, whatever. I'm going to keep going a little bit. I'm thinking of that. Um, earlier in this movie, we talked about lunch pails and we said, hey, who remembers, you know, your lunch pails and what was important to you? I'm going to take a minute as we've been talking about handkerchiefs and Kleenexes and dryer sheets <laughs> to uh, say, hi, mom, who I don't think listens to this podcast, because I distinctly remember as a little kid thinking that all moms carried the little pack of Kleenex. And a box of white Tic Tacs in their purse. It just never occurred to me that any adult woman would not have those. And now that I am an adult woman, I don't have either of those things on me at any given time. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I just have the the tissues, but not the Tic Tacs. Even the tissues I'm not very good at. No, because the package (laughs) doesn't hold up very well, and then it gets gross, and you don't want to use it, and then... Yeah. And you just, like, chuck it. (laughs) (laughs) No, my problem is I'll get the pack, then I'll get a cold, and I'll use up the pack in, like, two days, and I never remember to replace it. <laughs> oh, that too. Oh, that's so true. Right, because there's only, like, <laughs> what, five of those things in there? And they're, yeah. like, ten times more expensive than if you just bought a regular box of Kleenex. <laughs> and well, I'm cheap, right? So it, is, it is harder, but that's part of it. It's like, why do I have to pay more for convenience? <laughs> Well, Megan, I know. As someone who got a C in microeconomics, <laughs> let me explain. I know it's the economies of scale, right? But like, I'm guessing. I only took economics in high school, so that was way oh. too long ago. But oh, God. I took it in college, and I wanted to think I understood it, but then people had coconuts and other people had fish, and I just never cared what happened on the island. <laughs> Um, anyway. (laughs) You always want the skipper to do every task. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I know you have to put Gilligan to work, though. But if you don't... You do. Even if the skipper can both fish and build huts better than Gilligan, Gilligan has to do whatever he's slightly better at. (laughs) Or chaos will ensue. (laughs) Maybe if all the examples in my econ class had been from Gilligan's Island, I would have been more engaged with the material. (laughs) All right, I'm very clearly out of notes for this. But we're going to get to see. I mean, when we say TikTok about to make his final guess, his hand is on the object. He is right. Re- I think he. It, it's in this minute. He says ready, right? Yes. Yes. Like he says ready, and then the minute ends. So. Everyone come back tomorrow because we've got a cliffhanger, folks. Cliffhanger! <laughs> um, and don't forget, if you're missing anything or if you haven't listened to all our episodes and something we've mentioned today has sparked your interest, you can find our old episodes. Well, first of all, you can probably find them wherever you found this one. But you can go to returntoozminute.com and, and uh, click them there. <laughs> It's also conveniently located at weogtiogpiog.com. Speaking of, <laughs> weogtiogpiog. Piog.